This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit EconomyFence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations, Economy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Sunday, June 6th, 9.15 p.m. Pacific time. I'm here, Jack, your host, with Matthew today. Also joined by my brother Cole and my brother Reed. Brandon and Eli are out. Um, had some technical difficulties. <laughs> this That's so weird, too, because I feel like when people hear that we do a podcast they're like oh so you can edit it you know they're like oh so you can you know you can never we never ever never in real time yeah (laughs) i mean all the errors you deal with you never realize until after you're done recording it and then you have that moment of like pure fear (laughs) (laughs) everything you just did was for nothing (laughs) yep we we definitely had a couple of those especially back in was it February when we had all those yeah. mics like four times in four shows? So there was definitely a couple of those. But yeah, technical difficulties. We're, we're, we're rolling though. Can you hear Colin Reed now, Matthew? Hey, Matthew. Matthew. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Sick. We're good. Um, all right. So yeah, the plan for this pod is it is Sunday night. Earlier today, Sunday morning, Julio Jones traded to the Titans. We told you guys, we told the people that we would have a pod discussing the Julio Jones trade if that happened. We are here. We're delivering. Um, the schedules with with Eli and Brandon, we just they just they're all over the place. Me, Matthew's schedules are always changing. Eli and Brandon, for the most part, know their schedules, so they have the weekends off. So they're off doing stuff on their off days. Me and Matthew both work today, so we're done with working. So now Cole and Rita here because they're both done working. So yeah, we're just making the pod happen however we can. So Cole Reed, thank you guys for joining us because. I don't know. For some reason, we have four, so it just I like having four or at least three. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but so the plan for the rest of the pods, so we're going to talk Julio to the Titans right now. Not sure how long this will go. Not super long, I don't think. Then me, Shane, Sam, and Stewart are going to talk NBA. We're going to talk second round, first round recap, um, off season plans for the teams that have been eliminated. We're going to talk about second half of the show tomorrow night so there's a little of the time traveling for you guys but let's talk about the news that dropped this morning um not adam schefter so reed you were saying you thought it was fake at first yeah so i saw a bleacher report on my phone and it was like <clears throat> the report was like he's being traded to the times for at least a second so it was like i thought it was like maybe like a rumor like Oh, there's they saying they are gonna give like at least a second for him, and I was so I was like, oh yeah, that's not real. And then and then I looked at Twitter and it wasn't trending because I think it was like Ooh. it might have been Rappaport that tweeted it out. So it was like no no one was really talking about it. It had been like 15 minutes. So I was like, okay, that's definitely fake. So yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was real at first until like a while later. Yeah, yeah, and there was a bunch of there was a bunch of pre-made photoshops of him to the Titans. Cause this has been one of the teams that was rumored for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it happened, you had all the, like, you can never tell when they're, when it's fake or when it's not. So all the, all the photoshops that we've already had seen, 
you know, because because AJ Brown made that TikTok. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. So that that was floating around, and that image was floating around. So yeah, I can definitely see why people thought it was fake. It was also really early in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. I was at work, but I don't think a lot of other people, especially on the West Coast, were up when it happened. Like I know I texted our our group chat, the game chat group chat, and no one opened it for like an hour, and I was like, they're gonna <laughs> wake up, and then she's gonna be like, whoa. That's how I knew it was real. It's because I never usually one of the I have like two football like Snapchat groups or whatever, and both of them like notifications from both of them at the same time. I'm like, all right, something big happened. Here we go. <laughs> you know, if it's one or the other, maybe maybe fake, maybe this or that. But yeah, dead set. I'm like, two hours later, <laughs> and I'm like, what? When did this happen? Yeah, it was. Yeah, seriously. So. Okay, what are the official, it is officially Julio Jones to the Titans along with a sixth round pick. And then the Titans are giving the Falcons a second and a fourth rounder, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does anyone here in the four of us know, I probably should have researched this, I didn't. Does anyone know the cap um, situations? 23 million? I'll look it up. Yeah, but I heard that the Falcons are ta- are paying some of the oh. some of the deal. Well, then let me look it up. Look it up. Okay, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, call, we'll, figure we'll, it we'll out. stall while. Hey, Reed, mm-hmm. how's it going? Matthew and Cole are vigorously <laughs> doing reading. great. Um, so yeah, I, I heard that the that the Falcons are eating some of the contract. Also, so yeah, I mean, GM robinson said the titans will have to do work to fit jones's contract under the salary cap so they're going to be eating a good portion of it at least because they're going to have the to rework, titans are yeah because they okay. have to rework some contracts mm-hmm. yeah okay so so they basically okay let's let's talk about it from do we want let's go titan side first titans lose Corey davis and johnny smith in free agency prior to this julio jones move we're still looking at AJ Brown and Derrick Henry as your weapons for Ryan Tannehill. Very solid weapons Mm -hmm. for this season. I mean, I can't think of three better weapon, like a team with three weapons that are better than Julio Jones, AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. Yeah. It's hard to pick another, like I was thinking about that and I'm like, it's not like the most explosive team. It's just a team where you look at every one-on-one matchup. You're like, all right, Derrick Henry in space, one-on-one with like a linebacker. You're probably winning that eight out of 10 times. Right. And then like you have AJ Brown and Julio out there one-on-one. And it's like, they're going to win their matchups a lot of the time. And so you just pick your poison between all three of them. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And they're, they all are just so, like, I don't know a better way to put it, but they're just, like, physical specimens. Exactly, out there. 100%. Like, I mean, it's not like one of them is Tyree Kill, like, running, a, you know, 4-3. I mean, they're all just ridiculous at everything. <laughs> they're free. Yeah. All three yeah. of them. All three of them. I was just going to say, it just gives the Titans just versatility. Like, I mean, last their last playoff loss versus the Ravens, the, the game plan for them was just like, let's stop Derrick Henry. And now if you do that, it's like, well, A.J. Brown's a great receiver, but he's not going to – if you just put two players on him, he's going to get locked too. 
So now that just opens up so much more for the offense because you can't just be like, let's just go lock Derrick Henry because now you have two threats that are arguably top 15 each in their position. So, yeah. Yeah, the interesting thing about this also is that they didn't – this wasn't a glaring need, at least from the outside. Like, even though I I think it's a bigger need than people wanted to admit because Corey Davis, while he's not like the – He's not, not know, stud. Yeah, not he's not a stud, but right. he did. He was big for that team last year, and I think a lot of teams, maybe at the beginning of the year, were like putting their number one on him until it, you know. Then I think AJ Brown is is their number or was their number one at the end of the season. But now, if you're still your number one corner is guarding Julio, like you can't put a number two corner on Julio. So now your number two corner is on AJ Brown. That's that's dangerous for the for any team. yeah any team that's facing the titans yeah and they have uh josh reynolds as their wide receiver three now and that used to be like adam humphreys or whatever so i mean right, they have right. three guys that are proven and i'm i'm curious to see how their offense changes now with arthur smith gone if they stick with the same run 30 times a game i i'm sure they're gonna adjust from there they gotta get both of those guys the ball but right, right. did arthur smith purposely send him to the titans that's his team. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, a good point. I mean i i didn't even connect the dots there until you bring that up <laughs> i didn't connect it too until you literally just said did out the like right yeah arthur smith and now <laughs> now we have the we have the Titans, Falcons, and we have the Colts, Eagles pipeline. We have like right. a, a couple teams that have like switched coaches or quarterbacks or both or I don't know. But I'm, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I put on I put the poll on our Instagram story of do you think this makes Titans Super Bowl contenders? And I think Cole, you were telling me this before we started recording. Like the Titans did not get worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, they get better. Taylor Luan's coming back. Taylor Luan's back. Julio is obviously better for this year. If he's healthy, he's way better than Corey Davis. They got Bud Dupree. And Bud Dupree. Even though they overpaid for him. I mean, they still have Bud Dupree on their team. Right. That's their biggest – that was their biggest question mark to me was was the pass rush coming into this year. And so we're going to see if they address that. I don't know. Matthew, would you consider this team a Super Bowl contender right now? And then Cole asked – Bills or Titans right now in the AFC because that's kind of the mm-hmm. the team below the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Titans are definitely more. I don't know. Their offense seems a lot more well rounded, and I think Tannehill is kind of he has to be a game manager for him. And if he can do that, I think they're more they're in a better position to make a run versus the Bills right now. I feel like the Bills are very one-dimensional. It's kind of like if Diggs is going off, Diggs is going off. If not, Josh Allen, you got to make a play. Right. Like you have to improvise, make a play. It doesn't seem like they're they're really dead set to certain things here and there. Uh, but, I mean, defensively, I, I like what the – you know, you mentioned Bud Dupree. I like what they did in the secondary, the Titans, with uh, Elijah Molden. They brought in Brady Breeze from Oregon pretty underrated i like what they're doing there i think they have to kind of get back to that defense they had two years ago when they right. knocked off the pats and they knocked off with the ravens too uh i mean they need to get back to that 
Mm-hmm. And so I think if their defense is legit, that they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. If I mean it, the the running the ball recipe is really effective, especially against teams like the Chiefs who want to you know have two minute drill, two minute drill, like they want to wear you down. Right. Uh, and if the Titans have the ball for eight minutes, you know every drive, <laughs> which they shouldn't be doing as much with Julio now, but if that's what they're doing, they, you can't separate if you're, you know, another contender in the AFC. And so I think they, they're definitely right there in that position. If their defense is what we think they should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's okay. So that's what I'm, I was, I was a little nervous putting out that poll or just even thinking to myself, the question like, is this team a legitimate Super Bowl contender because they had a really disappointing season last year after the high expectations after making it to the AFC championship, like you mentioned in 2019. But it's like, I almost feel like Julio Jones has been underrated in this, in these trade talks that he's had, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's 32 and he's, what did he play nine games last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't play a full season. I know that. I mean, I don't think he's played a full season. Has he played a full season in the past three? Mm-hmm. So, so that's why, I mean, that's why, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think he's a little bit underrated in these trade talks and people are forgetting like the Titans didn't make this deal for five years in the future. Like they have AJ Brown, like they, they have their receiver for the future. They believe that their window is pretty short with Derrick Henry. And I think this is a great move to go get, to go get Julio. Like what if they, they give up a second and a fourth, (laughs) I mean, and Julio, if he's healthy this season, is a top two receiver in football. And I, I'm glad you said that, Matthew, because I do think this team, if their defense is good, their offense is 100% good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, like when has Julio Jones ever played with anybody like A.J. Brown or Derrick Henry? I, that's the thing about the Falcons is he's just been the Falcons offense, him and Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, and they've had, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, they had other pieces here and there to, you know, make that run. But it's really been Julio Jones, you know, throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, and so for him, he's never played with that with those type of weapons. And so, I mean, you can't just double team him and be like, all right, we're okay with, you know, letting anybody else beat us because you have two guys that are already proven and he's just the addition to that team. Right. Do you have any thoughts? I think, yeah, I, I think they're the second best team in the AFC and AFC right now. I mean, they have, I think, yeah, I think they get better. They don't really get worse anywhere. They improve a lot. I think AJ Brown, I think you, you have to put a number two corner on either AJ Brown and, or Julio Jones, who are both six, four freaks. And you can't put eight in the box because you can't put eight in the box for Derrick Henry. So I think, I think, yeah, they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, that's the scary thing. It, you, you, that's all the Ravens did. I think, Reed, you said earlier, like they just put eight in the box. The Ravens in the playoff game, they put eight in the box and were like, throw and beat us. And the Titans couldn't. And then this offseason, when they lose Corey Davis and Jonu Smith, I was a little, I was really low on the Titans. I'm going to be honest. Like going into mm-hmm. the season, I think I was really high on them last year. And this season, right, and this season I was really low because I was like, I don't think people are talking enough about how they lost a receive like two their number two and three receivers didn't replace them, and this was an offense that couldn't throw in the playoff game that they lost last year, and now they add Julio Jones, and yeah, I I think you're totally right, Cole. I'm trying to picture like a team 
putting eight in the box and then leaving either A.J. Brown or Julio Jones one-on-one on the outside, and that's just not going to win the game. I think the question mark is just Ryan Tannehill. If he can – if he can win – like, I, I think he can do it, but – So, is, question, it, is it a bigger question mark, him or the defense? Because I think it's I think defense. it's I think it's on if, – if they don't have a good run this season, Tannehill is going to be the question mark. You don't think it would be the defense? Because their defense was not very good last year. Matthew, you were talking about that earlier. They, I mean, they that was a low-scoring game versus Baltimore that they put – the defense played well in. Yeah. I think a defense is, can, find, can find its footing in the playoffs, especially. I think a, a quarterback – got to win the game if you're the quarterback. And I think going back to, like, um, the favorites in the West, I think they match up a lot better too with the Chiefs than the Bills do because I think the Bills got to beat them in a shootout. Yeah. And I think the Bills played – they had, their two best players had career years, and I think the um the Titans can have career years from all three of those guys still. So I think they match up better, and I think they're probably the best matchup for beating the Kansas City. Yeah, it, I I hope Derrick Henry has another one of those years because the I mean running backs only last at that peak for so long. So I I hope he he does well this year. Yeah, he's the key part of it. Him having one of those years and staying healthy is the key part of this because they run everything in that 12 personnel, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, that's that's how it probably sh- is going to be most of this year. Or, yeah, no, I'm not – probably not 12 person. I, I don't know, maybe. Why, why would you run – I get Josh Reynolds, you said, but, like, you don't really need to run more than – Who's your tight end, though? But you don't really need to run more than two receivers mo- m- the majority of the time because it's AJ right. Brown and it's Julio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um okay, let's go to the Falcon side of this. I think it had to be done. I think you can't yeah. you can't not yeah. get anything for him. I think you you're obviously not close to the playoffs he went four and 12 if his if his cap hit wasn't as large they could have got a lot more than him. but i think yeah i think he he did great and he's gonna be like a atlanta falcon hall of famer and oh everything yeah and they'll welcome him back but i think it was just it was time to after he lost the super bowl i mean he that that team just ran out of i'm really interested to see just because of how much time we spent in the cap looking at the cap of this offseason and that in our live shows, I'm really interested to see the splits on how much Tennessee and how much the Atlanta is paying for Julio the next couple of years. Cause his contract is very large. Mm-hmm. I know. I think Tennessee is going to have to pay more just because I think if you would have had to give him a third or another second or something to pay, that's 20, I mean, 23 million is a lot of money. A lot of money. That's quarterback money. Right. So they're going to, I think they're going to have to pay more. I think Tennessee is going to be paying the mo- most of it. And then the, Fal- the Falcons gave up a sixth round pick, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they had to, they had to get a lot of money back for that one. Right. My, yeah, my initial reaction was I think Kyle Pitts and Dynasty drafts is probably going top 12, <laughs> the first 12 picks. And he's probably, oh, yeah. like, I mean, he's just, you look at that offense, and I think he's probably going to just become that guy. Like that you're like, all right, Falcons, Calpets. Like, I don't know. It just seems like that's kind of the way they want to go about doing that. And as a fantasy owner, I am not going to complain. Uh, that's what they want to do. 
I saw this fantasy thing post and it was like, who do you think will have more points this year? Brown and Julio or DK and Lockett? I saw, I'm still saying DK and Lockett because he's throwing the ball a lot more, but I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, we don't have Derrick Henry, so. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I'm still just I'm still just really I'm I'm still just as confused as after they made the Pitts pick, what direction the Falcons franchise thinks they're going or wants to go in because all signs point to like a full rebuild. But I'm like I don't know, like it, it it doesn't seem like Matt Ryan's garbage or by any means. Like he's right. not he doesn't look like Ben. I think you're kind of. I think Arthur Smith is inheriting a team that was kind of like, you can, you lost your Super Bowl that you should have gotten, and they tried to scramble it back together and pick up the pieces to go for it again, and they just they don't they're they're they have to kind of build the take best player available until Matt Ryan's gone, and then start your yeah. actual rebuild. Mm-hmm. We need a quarterback to start that rebuild. They don't need to rebuild. I mean, Matt Ryan can win you. Not gonna... Well, okay, they were four and twelve last year, but I I saw somewhere they lost like their record in one score games last year. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it was horrible. And so yeah, they blew like four games. That the defense can only get better. <laughs> right, even like statistically should have been eight and eight, and maybe like yeah, it's the Falcons, so they they blow leads, so maybe they shouldn't have been. But that team wasn't a four and twelve team. That's just why it's weird to me that it's like. I don't know. I don't think they maybe – I don't think they're a lock to playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. But I think if they have – still have Julio, like, and things break right for them and their defense starts playing well and maybe Arthur Smith is like – And you don't have Dan Quinn. Right. Arthur Smith is is an offensive genius. Like, I think that team could have made the playoffs with Julio. And now I don't see them making the playoffs. Like, that's mm-hmm. – that's it's a lot tougher, I think, with – the guy replacing Julio being a rookie. And yeah, it is Kyle Pitts, future Hall of Famer, but we, we don't know enough about <laughs> Kyle Pitts yet. Like, this is going right. to sound of Kyle Pitts as a and that's the That's what – cool, that's called sarcasm. We talked on this podcast. Okay, fine. Okay. We talked on this podcast about Kyle Pitts <laughs> expectations. Okay, with – you brought the fantasy aspect. I want to – let's let's touch on the fantasy implications of this trade. Kyle Pitts, I think he's a – as close to a lock as in not even in dynasty, just in redrafts of being a top four tight end top five, for sure. This season, Waller, yeah, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, maybe, Kelsey, yes. and then Andrews, maybe Andrews, Goddard or Pitts. but I take Pitts. Pitts and all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the number four last year? Oh, was it Tony? Tony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's how he goes to tight ends. That's why he's yeah, so yeah. valuable. If he stays healthy, he's a, he's a lock for a top four. I, I I think he could even pass some of those three if he catches touchdowns. Like I, I think Pitts is in a really good spot. Same with Ridley. If his right. value could have gone, up. I mean, he now he's their clear one. Definitely. Um, his value goes up. Matt Ryan's value probably goes down. Yeah, I don't think he really has. value goes up. I don't think you really have. You think his value goes up? I think Mike Davis is a sneaky good fantasy pick. Okay, mm-hmm. I think it, I I don't I don't know if his value changes as much. Yeah, but I think he's got to catch passes. Yeah, I think yeah he's I think his value I think his his position just stays the same for me. I just think they got to lessen. 
Like, Kyle Pitts right now is just less than who they are. So, I think their offense is just going to be similar to what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's just why I think Matt Ryan's goes down because it, it's not Julio. Like, it mm-hmm. is Kyle Pitts, but it's not Julio. And they don't have that connection yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Julio? Okay, so A.J. Brown's stock goes down in fantasy pretty significantly for redrafts. I'd say for Dynasty, he's he's still pretty high for Dynasty because he's mm-hmm. a top receiver under 25. But for redrafts, it goes down, I think, probably a lot, right? <laughs> right? Like, I'm – Yeah. I mean, if you I, – I don't know. I haven't looked at ADPs or anything like that for redrafts yet. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm but there. I would imagine A.J. Brown was top 10 for sure wide receiver, probably top five in some drafts because he's the number one receiver over there. And now I don't know if he's, he's probably a top 12 and Julio's like probably borderline top 12 or probably like 11 and 10 and 11 together. Right. Where probably DK and Lockett are. And maybe, yeah, maybe not even that high read you're, you're, you were saying about the fantasy combo between. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, Matthew, what do you think? I don't know. I was trying to think of, like Godwin and Evans, how their kind of mm-hmm. value was. And I think you have to throw in, you know, Tampa Bay didn't have a Derrick Henry. Too, right, right. But I don't know. The touchdown thing is going to be really interesting to see how that all goes down. If they if they trade for a tight end at any point, like a Zach Ertz, I don't, I don't know. You want to Ryan Tannehill in like a two quarterback league or even a one quarterback league, let's see a 16 team. I mean, if they picked up a tight end, I mean, that dude's going to be a lot of touchdowns are going to be put on the board. Even as far as quarterbacks are concerned. He's been a top 10 quarterback the past, like three he, or four seasons. He led me to the cha- right. championship in fantasy football. The, what, the year they made the playoff run. He had at the end of the year, he was like, I think he was like the third best quarterback. Yeah, he's sneaky there. He gets year. so much hate, but he really does the job. That's yeah, all he needs to do. Like, yeah, before totally they revitalized his career. Before they went on their like little losing skid, he had a legit. He was a legitimate top five MVP candidate there for a little bit. I think people forget that. Like, he was fourth, and Eric Henry was fifth. And and Brandon isn't here, and he probably won't listen, but. He tried to tell me that he'd take Derek Carr over Ryan Tannehill, and I just still cannot believe that that was an argument that we had because I would take Tannehill 10 times out of 10 over Derek. I know the weapons aren't the same, but – Derek Carr does not win. Yeah, Tannehill is – I'd take Tannehill way, way more off Derek Carr. And so, yeah, for fantasy, he is – I'm really mad because I, especially in our dynasty startup, like I was thinking about taking him (laughs) – I, or I just wanted him, and now it's like now his value is probably shot because he's a he's a top ten. Almost, I, if he stays healthy, he's a top ten lock for for fantasy. I mean, it's is Julio Jones a throw to now? Like he's never had Julio Jones. He has Julio mm-hmm. Jones in one on ones, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like around like seventh in like quarterback rankings. Would yeah, you say? yeah. I mean, it's yeah for fan, fantasy wise, he's he's right around like where Dak and I'm probably not up to Dak, but like right where Russell is, he's going to put up probably similar numbers to Russ just because we're not knowing the CEO. I hope we throw the ball more. I hope Russell's fantasy numbers are better, but I don't know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> um, man, what else did we, is there anything else we need? Kraken. 
Seattle Kraken. Seattle Kraken. Two you see Matthew's shirt, right? That's my <laughs> number two pick. Oh, yeah. I don't know any of the guys that are being drafted. But um, we looked up some mock drafts. They're both like draft. Michigan guys, right? Yeah, we looked up some mock drafts. Um, we're not going to get Owen Powers, unfortunately. He's going number one. He's pretty much a lock. I know. I've bummed. I just like <laughs> all, you know, I was Powers. like, we need Owen Powers. And we're building from the defense. Inning, so we didn't get it. Right. Yeah. I saw this thing. So Luke Hughes, brother, his brother Jack Hughes was the number one pick a couple years ago. He's projected top five. Some people haven't gone to us. He, he was born in 2003. What? Wow. <laughs> the future. <laughs> His brother that was the number one pick is on the Canucks. So people are like, he's on the, he, that's his other brother. His other brother rivalry on the Canucks. And oh, his, his that, brother was number one picks on the Devils. I'm pretty sure that family has 12 people. In no, the that's, a different family. Oh, that's a different But they have, they have like, his other brother was the first one <laughs> to the Canucks. And then he was number one, like two years ago. We're big hockey guys, if you can't tell. <laughs> it's Jack Hughes is on the Devils. And then the other Hughes is on the Canucks. Okay. So one of the Hughes is on the Canucks. Cause yeah. they always, that's what they were saying. I was, I read something that they were like, the Kraken should take him because then there's a little rivalry already built in mm-hmm. with the Canucks. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of hockey. I've sat on this pod multiple times now, but I'm a big hockey guy now and mostly in preparation for the Kraken. Mm-hmm. So, That's going to be so much fun. That's going to be so much fun. I, I mean, know. yeah, the atmosphere looks amazing. Yes, date of birth, September 9th, 2003. It's like the end of wow. 2003, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So um, you probably want to be on the Kraken for a while. Does hockey have like minor league teams or are those teams like not affiliated? Yeah, you. I think you put them. How much we need to have Brett Johnson on, but I yeah. think you can go. You can have your some of the players that are on NHL teams that play for like the WHL, and some of them can be drafted. It's like it's really weird. It's kind of it's kind of like minor league, but not really. Right. Is it kind of like? Is, it's is kind of it like, like soccer. I think it would be more like, like G League. Like, G-League. you know, like, I'm like the Blazers. Some of the Blazers G League players would play against each other. They're on the Blazers, but like they're on different G League okay. teams. I think it's like that kind of. Okay. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense to anyone, but no. Yeah. That's not your <laughs> I'm fault. Nod and, that's yeah, not your fault. Like, but yeah. it's, no, it's, I think it's pretty complicated. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we can discuss more ramifications throughout the offseason. Um, we'll have. We're going to, when we do re- our regular pods, the four of us, um, we're going to do some NFL questions series. So Van- so the Vanderbilt game that's <laughs> going on right now, Vanderbilt was up nine to eight, two outs in the ninth to, uh, to end the game. Vanderbilt win, and they just gave up an oppo home run to tie oh, the game to Georgia wow. Tech. So it's nine, playing? nine, ESPN three. <laughs> okay, let's go watch it. <laughs> Who are they playing? <laughs> Georgia Tech. Oh, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Is, it, is yeah. Vanderbilt like they're, they're number usually four. A top team, right? Number four. Yeah, they have two picks that are going to be both going in the top four. Yeah. What pick does we have? Do we have first round pick? Yeah. It's like, we have like a 12th pick. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. One of the guys on the, the starting shortstop for um, Vanderbilt I played against in Summer Bowl for years. That um, sweet. You got Sila? Yeah. Car- Carter Young. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, he yeah, is yeah. insane. Yeah. All right. Um yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Um, thanks, Cole. Always a pleasure. Yep. Yep. We will all right. Now we're gonna go to NBA talk. NBA talk. Yeah, cool. All right. 
We're back. We're joined by all three of you guys are recurring guests now, right? Yeah. Yes, is this all of you guys' second time? Stuart, what was your first episode? Stuart was episode on... Episode about football and sports gambling. Yeah. Oh. That was back in, like, September. But I think this is all of your guys' second time Second time on. So who? say who you are, just so everyone knows, and they know your voice. I'm Sam, Jack's best friend from, huh. from growing up. I'm Shane, NBA analyst. Yeah. <laughs> Statistics man. <laughs> I'm Stuart, I have no title. No, you're the gambling guy. Yeah. That's hard to generate gambling that's a tough title. <laughs> no, that's why I'm the the that goal. Is the best title to hold. Yeah, there you go. So I make the money. The goal is to have one day we're gonna have a a network mm-hmm. for the game chat and Stuart is gonna host his daily a ga- daily gambling show. That I'll be on every day. You can be the host, though. <laughs> but I'm going to be on it every day. Because I, yeah. It's, it's going to be a paid-for podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we get more than 60% of our bets, right? Mm. All right. Recapping the first round of the NBA playoffs. We'll preview the second round as well. LeBron James. Not ready for this league. LeBron James <laughs> is like out years. of the NBA playoffs. Lakers are weak. First... First first round exit for LeBron in his career. Is he done? Is LeBron washed? Many people are asking mm, this question. No. I mean, but it's going to be harder for him, for sure. Beating the goon squad will definitely be revitalizing <laughs> to this man's career. That was such an odd press conference that he gave afterwards saying that he's not going to really... What, what did the, Someone asked him, like, are you going to focus on like, said, training what, yeah, or something? Yeah. Like, he said he had to focus on beating the good squad. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. yeah he's been too busy fo- uh, filming a movie, I guess. Yeah, for real. That was... I don't know. I, I can't blame him too much, though. Like, he had a tough season. He kind of had to carry, like, the team when AD went out. And also, all the most of the teams that went deep into the bubble last year are banged up or already out of the playoffs. The only team that's still in it is the Nuggets. Right. But I, don't know, I just think that has something to play into it, too. Like, he is 36 in his 18th season, so... Definitely fatigue has somewhere to set in there, but... Everyone's kind of... There's a thin line between what everyone's talking about. It's like, is, is LeBron done, or yeah. is he still the GOAT? That's right. kind of like on everyone's, like... That's yeah. the double... I feel like you're line. just on one side or the other, too. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of people that are down the middle. Like, for... Well, I feel for like LeBron's GOAT status is dwindling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Man should have, like, eight MVPs. Four championships. Yeah, but then Jordan should have more MVPs too. No doubt. There's yeah, yeah. My only thing about what how LeBron exited that press conference was, he's looked at as a leader. He's expected to be that for the Lakers, mm-hmm. even for Anthony Davis. Right. Him not being the number one player, but he still keeps the team glued. He essentially plays the point guard position. So to not take the loss and put it on himself, or mention where the team could have gotten better or how they are going to get better in the offseason I thought was a pretty poor way to go about it. It almost seemed like he didn't even care that they lost. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, like there this, was, no, you could tell there he's defeated. Yeah. One, once, like, <clears throat> as soon as AD went out in game six, you could just kind of tell. Like, right. Or game five, like even before then, even before game yeah. six, yeah. you could tell like he was just looking around on the court like flat-footed, just like kind of 
glass-eyed, looking everywhere. That's I guess that's kind of what I I've meant about the goat status is like I have not seen the mentality oh. from him that I've that I've known him to have. First of all, but yeah. also it uh, it that, was weird. That a, a, a legendary in the goat conversation person should have. Well, that's yeah, because like obviously this is a different series if AD's healthy. Like oh, I think everyone knows that. 100%. But the thing about it is, I kept waiting. I think we all did. We're just waiting to see LeBron take over like he's done for the past decade. Yeah. I mean, just waiting for him to just like he does it. It's seemingly every time he plays in the playoffs, he's like, it's just he's he's just like I'm just gonna win this game. Like I don't passing, defense, scoring, like whatever. He's like I'm just gonna win this game, and he didn't. And I think like part of it's probably his age. Part of it's probably injury. Part of it's probably he looked around on the court and was like, "How am I supposed to win with these bums on my team?" Like, yeah. Well, how about how about we give some credit where credits due to the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. They yeah. like shot the living crap out of the ball. Devin Booker averaged what? Let's look. I have it right here. Thirty points. He averaged thirty points a game. With two games where he scored like yeah. fifteen and something. Like yeah, he went off. Shooting forty three percent from the field in the series. Like you can't ask much better than that. And DeAndre Ayton. 15 and 10. Like, you can't... He played an unbelievable series. Like, stop their defense. And it was really their bench. Like, campaign. Yeah, it really campaign. came Where in when Chris from? Paul was was yeah, struggling with his shoulder. Yeah, man. Campaign really led that team right there. Yeah, that was big. Chris Paul, that at the beginning of the series... Like, this series had so many ups and downs with the Suns winning game one and being, like... Okay, is this happening? And then yeah. the Lakers win the next two, and it's like, all right, LeBron's back. Like the Lakers are the title favorites. Chris Paul's hurt, and then it just totally turns back, and the Suns win the next three, and now the Lakers are out of the playoffs. The Suns can go right into the sunset, all happy, but with AD, they're not winning that series. Yeah, I think healthy AD, right. they're not winning that series. But I think for sure, I think it'd be. I think it would go seven games. I think it would be a lot more, a lot closer, but. But Booker is definitely a star, and and if they if they're gonna make a run, like he's got to keep this scoring up. And 100%. He's, it's it's been nice. I think we we were talking before you got here, Sam. Like we listened to the Rosillo Simmons pod today, and they were saying like the way that the Suns have constructed this roster is perfect for Booker because he's literally just asked to do all he's asked to do is score. Yeah. And Booker's such a good scorer, and we're seeing it now. And like if CP three stays healthy. Yeah, and Shane, you mentioned DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton was a beast both sides of the ball. Oh my gosh, he was unbelievable. Like they couldn't play Drummond or Mark Gasol on him. They couldn't figure out which one to play against Ayton because he was just out rebounding them and out hustling them in every mm-hmm. facet of the game. It was crazy. I was so, so happy to see that. The interesting thing is going to be for this next series is watching Ayton against Jokic because oh that's a much bigger task. Because we saw what Jokic did to Nurkic. Dude, Jokic just got Nurkic in foul trouble. Like, anyone who tries to guard Jokic is going to get in foul trouble early. And he, plays, then... he plays just such a different brand of basketball, though that's why. Exactly. His slow pace is just so hard to... And his ability to dribble like a yeah. point guard at 7-2. And then be able to find the right, yeah. the open guy. Like he he's such catches, a good passer. He just catches the ball at the top of the key, you know, looks around... And then takes a little jab step and then works if he needs to work and pass it if he needs to pass it. It's and he can knock down a three too. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he's crazy. But in in that series though, I think Michael Porter's the make or break for them. Yeah. I think 
Devin Booker and Jokic will cancel each other out on the offensive side, and it's going to come down to can DeAndre Aiden be effective, but mostly is Michael Porter knocking down the shots that he did in the first series. So we're, we're recording this at it's 8.52 p.m. Monday night. Unfortunately, my TV's broken, so we're not watching this game, and it's the third quarter. The Suns are up nine. Mm-hmm. So they cool. just they went on back. a big run. Huge yeah. run. Mikel Bridges, pumping up. really? He has 23. That's big. Stewart, Michael Porter has 15. He's 50% from the field. Jokic has 22. Sure, you said Jokic and Booker need to cancel them out themselves, or are going to cancel themselves out. That's true, but Booker kind of like is not as consistent as Jokic. For I sure, feel like. for sure. And so, yeah, Michael Porter is going to be a make or break, but Booker really needs to stay on top of his game too. He needs to take over more, ask for the ball. Mm-hmm. I think, what do you guys think the Lakers need to do this offseason to, I mean, obviously both LeBron and AD need to get healthy. Like that's just going to come with time. Is there any players, is there any... Maybe not a specific player, but a type of player that you think they need to add. Because I want to do this after we talk about each series, the losing team, like kind of maybe what they need to do this offseason. The Lakers is such a weird one because they're coming off a finals win and now a loss where we didn't really get to see them at full strength for a playoff run. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that the Lakers could do is like reshuffle the deck with some of their role players. Like I don't think that... The, the fit that they had with, like, Kuzma, uh, Schroeder even. Like, right. like, those guys didn't really, they didn't really mesh together. Like, Wesley Matthews, that backcourt didn't really, didn't really flow. And I, I think if they got a point guard that is, I don't know, young, has something to prove. Like, I saw something floating around that um, the Lakers have a lot of interest in, like, Colin Sexton. Okay. Like, uh, they, they need a young athletic spark like they don't need yeah. a they need someone who can score too though yeah yeah no, they need like a spark like a, a dude who's like actually gonna score I'd like to see more consistent shooters from them too obviously like LeBron is such a good passer that it's yeah. like it's tough to watch when he finds when when he's just immediately doubled whenever he drives and right, guys yeah. just 30% from three like yeah or even if they catch it they're gonna pump fake it and then dribble and pass <laughs> right and shoot right it, yeah and you can just tell whenever that happens, LeBron's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, there, I can't do anything like yeah. anymore. I can't – he can't score like he used to. But he's it, he's a, he's probably passing the best he has in his career. It's incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, I just honestly think that LeBron needs to go into his GM bag. Like, forget getting through the West. All he cares about is championship. Right. And you got a three-headed monster in the Nets. Right. I'd say – Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry. One of those players need to be on the Lakers next season. That'd be very for them. interesting. I, I say ship Harold, ship Kuzma, allow Dennis Schroeder to go get a six-man of the year or runner-up again. Yeah. C- have him come off the bench with the second line because I do think he is a very, very good point guard. I think it's just hard for him to see offensive minutes and production in an offense where he needs to be a slasher, where LeBron's taking it up the court. Yeah. Kuzma's an interesting one for them. I I think he might. Do you, do you know his contract situation off the top of your head, Jane? I, I got it right here. Uh, they have Kuzma signed until 2024. 
No way. Yeah. That's a horrible Well, they're, they're paying him $13 million, so that's a pretty movable contract for him. Okay. And, like, honestly, like, they've given him all of the, Ugh. like, all the chance in the world. Like, I was listening to some pod, and they were saying that they're underutilizing Kyle Kuzma, and I'm like, he's been given all the chances he can. He's going to be a 30% shooter from the field. That's just what he's going to be. He's going to hustle on defense, but, like, they need more of a complete player for paying $13 million a year for him. And LeBron hates playing with him, too. You can tell. Like, <laughs> yeah, he man. either subs himself out whenever he's playing with Kuzma, or he just he just ignores Kuzma. Yeah. Like, they're just, yeah. All right, we can move off that for a little bit. We'll talk Suns Nuggets and a little bit later in the pod. Jazz beat the Memphis in five. I believe it was five, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't have much on this series. It was a pretty boring series. Like, yeah. I think Memphis is a fun team. They're too young. They're they're still a couple years away. I think yeah. at least. Oh, they're, yeah. But they have a good core. Like, they're gonna be good. Yeah. And Jaw's gonna be a freaking stud. I agree. Totally agree. And what do you have? Forty-seven. 50? Yeah. 50? Yeah. Yeah. One of those games he had, he popped. Good forty-seven. Yeah. When they won, games. right? The game that they. Yeah. Yeah. He popped off. Yeah. Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas is a great center. He's he's not going to provide, you know, shooting or anything like that, but he's a good center. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is cool. I don't know. I didn't really, like, feel like I learned anything from Dylan this series. Dylan Brooks, here. though. Oh. Dylan Brooks, yeah. I think that I, I learned a lot about the Really? The okay. Grizzlies. Yeah, like, they... Oh, but, okay, about the Grizzlies? Yeah. Saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like, they... Um, um, they definitely probably should have won one more game. Like they they could have won game two, but they kind of choked it away. Um, Jaw obviously, you know, he's the stud. But like I feel like the like the world kind of kind of got to see Dylan Brooks, Valanciunas, and Kyle Anderson. Like Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson sure. was like they're a really really complete team. They're just like you said, too young. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Jaron Jackson is one of those guys that if he can take that step up to the the level that the the Grizzlies like drafted him for, they would be like you know tops or mm-hmm. battling for like a six seed you know like with the Blazers I think personally because yeah. like they bring a lot of action if Jaron Jackson can actually knock down the threes he's supposed to, like that's what he's there for right. like, the power forward that can stretch the floor and hit threes, so I thought it was really promising for him. I mean the Jazz are really 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 good. Yeah. So. Um, in my opinion, honestly. For the next probably three years, the Memphis Grizzlies are pretty irrelevant. Yeah, Just, I don't think they're going to be competing for a title anytime I, oh, soon. What I learned was Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Getting that man back from twenty games to see what he did. Yeah, you got a you got a flash, a little D Wade with a jump <laughs> shot. Yeah, okay, a nice three pointer. He is going to be a certified superstar. Yeah, what was like that? that. The, he is a killer. What did Shaq say to him? Shaq was like, I, want to know I don't think you're going to be a star. Oh, yeah. Last year in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, Donovan Mitchell was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I think, Shane, you said, said it already. Um, they're a complete team. They just need to develop a little bit more. So I don't have a ton of offseason stuff for them that they need yeah. to do other than just, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. needs to take another step. Dylan Brooks is, he's really good. He needs to take another step as well. John needs to keep developing and yeah, John needs to get the consistent uh, three pointer. He actually improved yeah. a lot though this uh, 
playoffs. I was actually a lot so like he hit a lot more jump shots than I thought he would. Yeah. But but and Kyle Anderson is a great three and D guy, and Valanciunas is a great like the spider. Yeah. The slow slow moving spider, Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Between Jaw and Trey though, I've never seen players that have floater games like they do. Oh my it gosh. is yeah. ridiculous watching them play. Agreed. It completely takes out the impact of a center. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But they stop short at like the second hash on the block and just shoot it up over yeah. Boban. And, and, <laughs> and Jaw was doing that to Gobert, who's yeah. one of the best defensive centers in the league, if not like the, the best. best. Yeah, the best for sure. Okay, Nuggets beat Portland in six. This was a tough series for my Portland Trailblazers. Um, Called it. Phoenix yeah, at 15. They're at 15, Phoenix? Okay. 10 minutes left. Yeah, this is a tough series for, for Portland. Um, I'm just going to start by saying Game 5 was one of the most fun games uh, I've ever watched. In yeah. it. Like, non-finals, like first-round NBA playoff game. I mean, double overtime. Damian Lillard has 55-10. and 10. Yeah. He hit every single clutch shot there was to hit that. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, he just, like, it was... And you just knew it was going in, too. Like, yeah. he was shooting the ball, and you're like, this, like somehow it's going to find its way in the hoop. I, I heard some stat in that game, like, the... Blazers bench from the fourth of uh, from four minutes left in the fourth quarter on to the end of the game went two for nineteen. Oh my and gosh! And Dame went like I don't know seventeen for twenty or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know how many shots he took, but yeah, I mean he has no, no help, help. <laughs> no help. And on defense too, like he doesn't. Dame doesn't play good defense, but they have no like his. I mean, besides CJ scoring, like his, the best help is Nurkic, and in this series we already touched on it. He fouled out almost every game. Yeah, or was sitting because he had three fouls in the first quarter or something. Yeah, yeah it was just his credit to to Jokic, but it's like he was the only like he was the only guy that could play D or help them on D, and he was out the entire game. Yeah, but so were, and when he was out, man, they were putting Carmelo and yeah. Robert Covington on him, like. They couldn't even play Cantor. They no. could not play their backup center because he was just getting mixed too much. No. So they have a bunch of stuff going on already for the, for the Blazers offseason. They've been, so far, them and the Celtics, I guess, have, have made already a ton of moves. Like, Terry Stotts is fired. I didn't realize he's been there for nine years. He's been there all all the years that Lillard has been there. Yeah. Um, CJ and Lillard trade rumors, wanting out rumors are are flying around. We've already seen Lillard come out and say, I want Jason Kidd to be the head coach. And then Jason Kidd says, he's like, nope, I'm good. Now, yeah, I was like, what? So you'd think you'd want a head coaching job, but I guess not. Yeah, that was really weird. So I guess I I saw something today that said Lillard is going to have influence. Like they're going to consult with him on who the next coach is, which obviously they're giving him the keys to the kingdom. Oh, for sure. He makes he owns that team. He yeah. is if he doesn't as already, close yeah. to an owner of the Portland Trailblazers as you can be. Like for sure. everything is gone through Dame. And he a hundred percent should be. And like, Dame, yeah. if you are listening, get out of Portland. Get out. No, shut up. Get out of Portland. No, 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 They can't bring you the help. No, you need. stop. They stop. cannot. No, they can. Stop. He's you live in stay. Portland. Unless Seattle gets a team. Then you can yeah, come to Seattle, dude. Come to Seattle. I'd be fine with that. But I love it. I I think CJ needs to be gone. Those two I don't fit together. Agree. I love CJ, but just they're just, the same player. Unless you can trade CJ for Chris Levert or Chris Middleton, I just don't see any trade value for CJ. Like it's gonna be tough for sure. 
I don't know. I, I, I see a lot of trade value. I mean, you can trade... Like, they have so many little assets. Like, you got Anthony Simons is really young and really promising. They have Derek Jones Jr., who they just acquired, really never played this year. Or they played in the regular season, but not much. Like, if you package one of those guys together with CJ, I feel like you could go and get, like, a... Like, I think Brandon Ingram would fit, like, a beast on the Trailblazers. Brandon Ingram, that'd be interesting. Like, they need someone who's, like, big and long that is versatile and can also give them some offensive scoring. Because if, they, if they're if they going to let go of CJ, Dame can obviously score, but they need someone who can yeah. pick up that slack but also be a forward and actually be able to... Brandon Ingram has been kind of a disappointment, though. He really hasn't delivered too much. That's because he's been on the. I'm a. I'm he's a on bull. the Warriors, right? No, no he uh, was on the Pelicans. Lakers, and then he went to. He's on the Pelicans. He's with Zion. He's been playing pretty solid. It's just he doesn't fit well on that team. I just thought about this. Another person that doesn't fit well, Stephen Adams. Yeah, get him to Portland. I'd, you need. I'd, the, you need. Yeah, they like need that. more tougher players. Like, I just don't think, other than Dame, they really give it to the opponent on offense or defense, and but. Enough to truly yeah. wear a team down, whereas they still are a- they are able to double Dame at such will because there's truly like who are you gonna have? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have hoping Carmelo is gonna have a decent night. Yeah, no, I'd That'd love to see them. Tray. McCollum and uh, Covington for Brandon Ingram and Adams. I, would, I wouldn't mind. New Orleans would never do that. I I need a I I'd really like a Why? um a defensive guard though for Portland. Suck. <laughs> that's the thing. They just need defense. Yeah, that's, I'd, that's I'd love a guard that can defend. Yeah, yeah. cuz they're they're horrible defensively. Like every aspect. I don't No, dude, they, they need to get a forward. They just traded for Norman Powell who's an oversized guard. Yeah. Like the, if Norman Powell can be their two guard and I, they can have a like a Actual small forward that's not mellow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be fine with that. That would be that's their fix. Yeah, because they just traded for Norman Powell. He was he was that that was a weird trade when it happened because Gary Trent was playing really well for this team, but I liked that trade a lot. Yeah, because Norman Powell's. I think it's a good future move because if they actually move seated, and then that move makes a lot yeah, of sense. Definitely. And then I had I I said like props to the Nuggets guards. Um, <sighs> Frank Composo. Yeah, Composo. Austin Rivers showed up. Yeah, talking um, about showing up. Oh, I mean, Michael Porter, obviously, he needs to be their second scorer and needs to score, like, 20 a game plus moving forward in the playoffs. But props to their guards for showing up because it was – whoever was going to win this series, it was like, is it going to be Portland's big men to yeah. step up to guard Nurkic or is it going to be the Nuggets guards to step up and guard Lillard? And the Nuggets guards stepped up more than Portland's big men did. So exactly. props to the Nuggets guards. When do you ever see Jokic shoot under 50%? Like, I feel like he is always... He was on my fantasy team this year, and I can state on record that it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> 10 for 22, DeAndre Aiden must be doing pretty well. Um. Alright, then Clippers beat Mavs. Yes, that happened when? Yesterday? Sunday night? Two days ago. Um, yeah. Clippers beat the Mavs in seven... What a weird series. The the home team doesn't win a game until game seven. Um free throws. Yeah. It was it was a classic case of who has the best player on the floor. And for four games it was the Clippers and for three games it was the match. Yeah, I mean both <laughs> Luca and Kawhi were incredible. Oh my god. I mean it incredible the watching fir- both those play. The last the last five games Kawhi was solid. The first two he didn't really show up. Like I was pretty I was honestly like nervous for the Clippers after the first two games because like 
they didn't have an answer for for uh, Luca. Like, yeah. They didn't put Kawhi on him until like game six, which was kind of an interesting <laughs> yeah. move. But and that's what I have in my notes is like play great defense in game six and seven. Yeah, when they put Kawhi yeah. on Luca. But the thing is, I just like I don't think the Mavericks had any right to be in the series with the skill they have compared to the Clippers. Yeah, it shouldn't have been. A but seven they have Luka Doncic. It's a pure power. And the of fact work, that yeah. he was able to get them in the situation they are. They were in. He has to go back and look in the mirror, similar to LeBron, and say, "How much a Lillard too? How am I making step back threes, and I'm shooting fifty percent from the free throw right. line?" He goes eighty oh, percent. He goes eighty percent, ninety percent as a superstar should. They don't go to game seven. Yeah, that's true. But I don't even think the way that Luca played, just in general, like they shouldn't have this shouldn't have been a seven game series. Like yeah, exactly. You saw in game six a little bit. He was more timid to take it to the basket and get fouled. He was pulling up where there was other times he'd do his nice little euro, get to the basket, get fouled. Where it really truly looked like he was worried to shoot free throws. Yeah. 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 Uh, for the record, Lucas shot fifty three percent from the line. Oh wow, the series. That's the series. horrible. That's horrible. Probably shot similar. Th- he the probably field. was better for, for from three. He was forty percent from three and forty nine percent from the field. He was almost better. That's from the field than he was in the line. No, I mean he is incredible. There, it's there. It's that's going to be the talk of the offseason as well as like, how are they going to get Luca more help? Because I and I. I'm. I said this at the beginning of the series too. Like Kristaps is a horrible second option. Like he had a horrible series. Yep. He. They had to play Boban. Yeah. With Kristaps in Game Seven because Kristaps cannot defend well enough. Yeah. And then you saw the Clippers were just swinging it around the perimeter on defense because Kristaps couldn't get out there to defend them. I mean, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, and that was kind of the reason that the Clippers won because they actually started knocking down those threes after they were whipping the ball around so much. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, we were talking about this earlier too. Like, I don't know how they're gonna be able to trade Kristaps. Like, his con, he's, no, he's locked up for two, three more seasons, two more seasons, something like that. And let me look. And it's like twenty five million a year. I he, mean, it's horrible. He's no, he's more than that. He's locked up for until twenty twenty four. He has a player option in twenty twenty four. He looks. They're like paying that. him, uh, ninety four million dollars guaranteed. So it's oh over thirty million a year. For a seven-foot wing, that gives you 13 points for about 40 games a season because he's Min- hurt the other 40. Effort. Oh, his effort is atrocious. And then, you and hear then what, he complains. Yeah, did oh. you hear what he said today? He was like, Such a um, I would have had a better series if Luca gave me the ball more. <laughs> they, <laughs> That's a joke. They have to re-sign Tim Hardaway. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he play bad. is so clutch. No, mm-hmm. he's good. Last year and this year, he played so big for them in the playoffs. He didn't I, clutch shots. The last two games, he didn't play great. But but the rest of that roster is really bad. Yeah, really. Like, Cole was, we, we, I was talking to Cole about it, and he was like, their team in 2K, like, if they had 2K ratings, it'd be like Luka, you know, mid-90s, Hardaway Jr., 81, and the rest of the team is in the 70s. Like, that's how bad the rest of the team is, including Kristaps. So that's the way yeah. he plays. I mean... Like they have a good, they have some good young guys. Like I like Trey Burke is really solid. I like Brunson. Jalen Brunson's solid. He did but not show up for them. No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. No. But they need. I mean, those aren't guys that are gonna like help Lucas score. 
and or or take the weight good off support of support guys, good bench kind of passers, but not gonna score good buckets for you. Yeah, they're asked they're being asked to play like higher than their level is, I think at least. And so or if or maybe you they they you have them as those bench supporting players, but then you need more from your second and third guys. Yeah. Because Luca was not getting that at all, and Kawhi finally showed up like vintage Kawhi did in those last two games, especially like those were awesome to watch, man. When I was like watching that man go to work is something awesome, just because he's so impressive. He's so yeah. impressive when he like there was one play he had where he like dribbled between his legs, crossed over, and just slammed it like just dunked yeah. it. Like there's not a lot of teams yeah. that do that anymore, and it's just like powerful. And I was just like. There goes that man again. Uh-huh. Just can't be stopped. He had some of those um, LeBron moments where he was just bringing down the ball, and he was like, "I'm like I'm going to make this shot. Like no matter what yeah. you guys throw at me, like I'm scoring the ball here." Yeah, that was good to see. I honestly hadn't seen that out of Kawhi literally all year, mm-hmm. especially defensively too. Like he had been kind of bagging it defensively for. A while. The first two games of the series. Bro. Yeah, and then they finally he was like, okay, I have to guard Luca, yeah. and he did, and and didn't shut him down, but neutralized him. I think so. Yeah. Props to Kawhi. Props to the Clippers. They don't have to blow it up all yet. They are now like co favorites to win the West, which is crazy. They go from almost having to dismantle their franchise to maybe going to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to the East. Philly beats the Wizards in five. Um, I thought it was a. This was a pretty boring series, honestly. Yeah. Um, the t- only two things about this series that I have is. Embiid getting hurt could have been the biggest story of this playoffs, except now he's all of a sudden he's healthy and he's playing, playing game one. Yeah, I was so shocked to see him playing like as he was playing in game. Don't one. fall over, Shane. Oh, I got it. <laughs> but like, he actually he had like thirty five or something. Yeah, he was game. fine. Like he was fine. Like he he was a little tired, maybe a little bit tentative, but. Other than that, he yeah, was that was weird. Good to go. That was weird that he was just fine for game one. I the, think, go ahead. I think the Wizards are probably gonna blow up their team. Yeah, I would as, be, as they should. I would be very surprised. Yeah. If both Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are on the team next year, it was just a sheer like Russell Westbrook's effort and Bradley Beal's shooting that got them to this eight seed. The, the East is just so bad that I mean, it was kind of. I don't know. I probably. The, Call this on Russell Westbrook in the room. Oh, I don't think I hate Russell I hate Westbrook, Westbrook, but I think he gives. That's I'm just saying how they got to get the eight seed. Yeah, is because he he you can never win with him on your team. No, I totally agree. <laughs> um, the other thing about this series that I had is I can't remember what game it was. Maybe four, maybe even five. That I think it was four. The the one that the Wizards won when they just fouled Ben Simmons repeatedly at the end of the game. He is. Shooting so bad. Right? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little worried. More teams are gonna just foul Ben Simmons at the end of games, and they're gonna be like, "You're not making both free throws." So, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that is Ben Simmons' weakness. Like, right. That's his only. That's literally his only weakness. Is yeah. Shooting him. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. He, he's debatably one of few, if not only superstars ever that doesn't score. Right. That is considered a superstar that does not put the ball in the basket. Well, hey man, he makes he makes winning impacts on games. Mm-hmm. And I, the the big thing for the Sixers is Tobias Harris. And that's kind of been their X factor all year because he's the guy that 
Embiid's obviously going to get 35 and 10. He's the, the he's, second option. Yeah. yeah, he's the second yeah. option on offense, and that's going to work. And Tobias Harris, 6'10", you know, long frame, can get to the at will wherever he wants. But. Okay, this is really funny to talk about your – you just called you just said Ben Simmons is a superstar. Yeah. I literally have this in my notes about Tatum. So let's go to that series. Are we? Are any anything else on the Wizards? No. Uh, um, I was, I was just going to say player in the NBA. they until I just don't not see the Wizards going winning any such thing no. as a championship until Ben Simmons can figure out the score. Phil, you mean? What? Who does? You said Wizards. I oh think. yeah, Philly. My bad. Yeah, yeah. But I got you. Without Ben Simmons figuring out how he can contribute to offense, yeah. you can't play forty minutes a game and score eight points. The Sixers would have the ship wrapped up this year if it wasn't for the Nets, though. So Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Okay. Utah's pretty good. The chip? Did you say the chip? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to transition to this. Nets beat the Celtics in five. Okay. How many people are we allowed to call superstars in the NBA? Unlimited. Okay, but how many... You Unlimited? Like... Anyone no. who anyone who's deserving of it, I think she, you should be able to call him a superstar. What's the difference between a star and a superstar? A uh, superstar is a number one option on a team. So then, then there's only thirty. Mm, that's no, they're like number no. One I'm just saying by that team. by that definition, there's only thirty. Well, then who's your superstar on the Nets? I want to. Yeah. Know. So okay, superstar. so that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Like they can all be number one options. Like Russell Westbrook oh, could be a number okay. one option. Bradley Beal could be a number okay. one option. You know, like those guys are both. You know, stars, superstars. Ben Simmons is a superstar. And there's plenty. There's teams that don't have superstars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just thought that's what you're saying. Like whoever's the number one option on a team, that's no. a superstar. Like, I, like, here's what I would say. Who's I think the superstar on the king. They don't have. They don't Wait. Have so is who's their number one option? So would you say Paul Sexton? Would you say Ben Simmons is a superstar? I don't think I'd give him superstar yet. But I I'll think I would it. give. I recount my saying. He, man, I you have would a hard give time. Simmons a superstar? Bruh, man can shut down anybody. He handles the ball, facilitates their offense. He is an important part to the I team. Well, how totally would you describe agree. a superstar, then, if it's not the number one option? Person who makes a superstar impact on the game. I think they could like, win with that. It's, I think, vague. it's a vague label yeah, that we're yeah, giving yeah. these guys. No, totally, like, totally. I'm just trying to I think if the 76ers here. played an identical season, one with Ben Simmons and one without Ben Simmons, I don't think there's record would be too far off. Really? See, you guys probably are totally opposite ends of the spectrum on that. Yep. <laughs> There's no chance. Shane hates that take. So but that's that's okay. So he doesn't give a uh, damn about defense, so that's fine. <laughs> I was locks on defense. <laughs> I missed your so defense. You should, like, you should like Ben Simmons then, bro. Because he couldn't make a layup either. So it's Basketball? You should like him. It's so little about defense nowadays. You gotta put the... That's the only problem win. with Simmons, is that by scoring more than the opponent, and in today's basketball, not right now. <laughs> in today's basketball, there's a handful of people that truly take defense seriously. Ben Simmons is one. Ben Simmons is one. Jay Crowder is one of them. <laughs> I don't. Close. I don't think I'd give Simmons. I don't think I'd say Simmons is a superstar, might, but it's close. That's fair. Would you That'd say be, Jason Tatum? That a I have Jason yeah. Tatum as a superstar, and I think he proved it in this series. I agree. I Jason Tatum is. One of the most impressive players oh to watch gosh, for me. Like him and I, Luka hit jump shots that I couldn't even think yeah. of. Yeah, like, I just Jason don't know. So smooth, yeah, buttery, fundamental. I He's just really don't know what Boston's gonna do. Boston, I think they need a huge rebound. <laughs> Boston has one of the most 
They're, Interesting off season's coming up as well. They need to get rid of Tristan Thompson and Kemba Walker. Or not Kemba Walker. Um, they can't get well, rid of Marcus yeah, Smart. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Unfor- I, mean, I hate to say it, like he's a solid player. Dude, but like, I think he's huge for their team, though. He is an energy spark. Yeah, but I think he's not a but fit, they, need, they need they need I think he is. I don't I think, think he fits. I disagree. You okay. think he fits? I do. I do think he keeps them together a lot. And if he wasn't there, I think they'd be in shambles a lot of the time. But okay. I think the way that they're moving forward is it's like I think Tatum and Brown is the only guys that they're It's true. I think there's But a they're lo- going to need to bring someone else in if they don't have him. No, I but sure. I think a lot of teams view Smart similarly to what you are saying. I think a lot of teams are going to like Smart. He's a great player. I agree, but that's, I don't. I think he's gonna be. I think they can probably get some value. That's out of the him. reason that they're gonna trade him is because yeah. like he could be more valuable elsewhere. And what the Celtics really need is a big force, like mm-hmm. in their like the big five yeah. that can actually like they need like a Nurkic or something. I'd really or like what a, what, what what let's do Smart for Nurkic. I love Smart on Portland, a, a defensive guard. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really play defense anymore, though. Yeah, he still he still does. He does he, he would on Portland. <laughs> I I'd love Smart on Portland. Now that we talk about this, but I think that'd be great. Now that we're talking about Smart, like show. Send him to the Lakers. No, get rid of Kuzma. No, no, bro. He's not a. He's I thought not you were trying to transition to talking about the Lakers. I was like, Stuart, I don't want to talk about the Lakers. Yeah, Stuart, <laughs> that's all Stuart wants to talk about. But I got you. I I don't. I wouldn't hate that for that team. I, I except not, I'd rather have I will not be content until LeBron wins three more championships. I'm going to be waiting for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Ainge steps down. Steven's now the president. They have a new head coach. That was really bizarre. I did not see that coming. I saw Ainge leaving. Like, for I heard sh- that. But shocked that their Brad Stevens is like, I'm just not going to coach anymore. I'm going to be the be the president of basketball the operations. The thing that I found really interesting about that is whenever Boston failed, Danny Ainge was always the one that took the blame. Yeah, Steve, al- Stevens never got any He heat. always said how good of a coach he thought Brad Stevens was. So I definitely think that there was some talk between Ainge and the Boston upper management and Brad Stevens saying, I'm stepping down so you can promote him. Yeah, that's 100%. definitely possible. 100%. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if this team just totally throws it all in the trash, except for Tatum and Brown. But and that would be what Danny Ainge awesome. did for Boston is... Yeah. He's been there forever. Ever. Not that. only was he a GOAT player, he... He brought them a title, right? He brought them a title. Yeah. He got Paul Pierce, he got Ray Allen, yeah. and he got KG. He yeah. almost revamped him too, but Kyrie screwed him. Yeah, that that literally. Uh, he probably would still have his job if it, if Kyrie was still. Only awesome. Boston fans weren't racist, according to Kyrie. <laughs> um, do you guys think they'll wheel and deal Brown? At all? No, no. I hope not. not. He's a stud. You don't think so? I hope not. What do you think they could get back from though? Probably a lot. They could get back a star. Uh, so that's what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think whenever when people are like, "This person's untouchable," it's like, "Well, they're untouchable for a price." Like, right. I don't really think anyone's untouchable. Yeah, that's true. But especially in the NBA, I just really, yeah, especially I just NBA. really, really want to see Bradley be on the Heat. Bradley be on the Heat. Interesting. Let's go to the Heat. Swept by the Bucks. They're moving someone. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay. I'm proud of us though, because Stuart, you weren't here on the last pod, but the f- three of us called this. Like we definitely said, 
the Heat were not the same they're team bad. as they were last year. But the thing that now, so we we get to brag about that. We definitely called. I don't know if we call a sweep, but I think all three of us agreed that the Bucks were going to win that series handily. handily. Now they're getting, they're down 2-0 as we. They to a lost by forty today. to a James Hardenless Nets team. What yeah. the heck is Giannis going on in this series? Doing anything? Giannis can't hit free throws. First of all, he can't. I, their whole Giannis team just can't take over. Like, I'm 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 shocked with how. I mean, Mike James is. I know, man. Playing like, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Suns won. This happens. Suns won. It's over. Suns won by seventeen. Let's go. Wow, good for them. Uh, this happens to the Bucks. Like every year in the postseason, Aiden, like Booker and Paul all had twenty. No, yeah, this they the, get like they get like tested and then they kind of get frail. Yeah, and they kind of just shatter. Like Chris Middleton is one of those guys that you know is a lethal scorer if he's feeling it, but mm-hmm. like if he's not feeling it, good luck trying to get him going mm-hmm. because like he's he's not going to get yeah. it going. He's just not going to cut it. And, Drew, I haven't heard Drew Holiday's name. Like this was supposed, I put, I would have put a million dollars to say that he would have been an X factor in this series. Yeah. But he, it's not over. It's only two games. But it's, those two, they they needed to win these. Let games. me let's look at the, the final score of this of the, the second game of the Nets series, bro. Like they literally they lost by, by thirty nine. Thirty nine. Oh. Yeah, they lost by thirty nine. They could have played three quarters, <laughs> and then. The Nets could have played three, and the Bucks could have played four. No, the, yeah, they, <laughs> they would have won. Yeah, the Nets went berserk on them, but they also just couldn't score on the Nets. So is that is that the is that the problem? Like, are the Nets just going to win this thing with their eyes closed? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. I I really wanted to believe that this was going to be a super competitive playoffs, and then when the Lakers lose, I was like super happy. And now after the first two games of the series, I who's going to stop Brooklyn? I. Well, Kevin Durant's gonna get hurt, and then. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You were the, the freaking Kobe help, helicopter joke last time, and now this, bro. You are the worst. Oh my! Gosh. I just don't know. How are you a Christian boy? How literally? Giannis is okay shooting fifteen shots. Fifteen shots. Yeah, he needs man. to be taking minimum twenty shots a game. Yeah. Like in the only way they could have won is Giannis averaging. 35 to 40 a game, and them scoring 70 points in the paint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the Nets didn't even go off. They had 120. And that's that's one thing that is just so interesting in the NBA that you, you don't really see in the NFL as much. Like, it, in the NFL, it seems like when playoffs come, the players come to play. But so often in the NBA, you see, like, Julius Randle, such a good example. Yeah. You see these players... That go, they put up the numbers, and when it comes to crunch time, when it comes to the only thing that matters, the 82 games is done, they do not show up. Yeah. Where's Drew Holiday? the young ones. Where's Drew Holiday? It's hard. Chris bro. Middleton, you're going to tell me you're a number two scorer. Where are you? Yeah, if he wants to get treated like one, he needs he needs to start stepping up. And he's, he's yeah. always, this, is, this has been his MO the last five For years sure. of the playoffs. And, and same with Giannis. Giannis hasn't showed is, up. How are you going to let Bro- Blake Griffin guard you? <laughs> yeah, Blake Griffin is going to guard you. Yeah. What and a you're, series he's And you're going to shoot 15 shots with Blake yeah. Griffin on you. Yeah, I don't understand how Giannis isn't getting I, his buckets. I, I've brought this up so many times, so people that listen have been listening for a long time and always listen are going to hate this, but I, I use the Lamar Jackson comparison with Giannis so often and it just... it. I think it's like so true. 
the more that we see them both play. Like yeah. it's just, it's it's a game. It's stoppable. Like his right his and they just crumble in the playoffs. I know. Like his skill set is like manageable. Like yeah. it's it's not one of those skill sets that's gonna completely single handedly take over a game. Dude, he this can't shoot. It, it happened in this. The Titans beat the Ravens last year in the playoffs. Then, or two years ago in the playoffs. Then last season, the Ravens beat the Titans. And Lamar, and then Lamar crumbles in the next game to the Bills. This last season, the Heat beat the Bucks. Yeah, in the playoffs. The then the Bucks beat the Heat, and now he's crumbling to the Nets. Like, yeah. it's but if, yeah. I, if you watch them play though, like Giannis is pick, dribbling the ball uncontested at the free throw line with a. Defender in the paint. Yeah. Like, not being able to shoot as a two-time MVP is... How long has he been in the NBA, like? Right. Well, if he... And if he if he, if he he can't shoot, he needs to adapt his game in the playoffs, and it just doesn't seem like he's... I know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's doing it. Um, all right. Let's, Last, hope, let's hope they bounce back, though, against the Nets. I want to I hope it's a competitive series. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, um, I feel like the coaching had a little bit to do with that game because the their offense just looked like crap. Yeah, they had nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, their offense. I mean, this looked horrible both games. I didn't even watch today. I, I, I watched. I flipped it on a couple of times in between just, the hockey game, and I was like, "Wow, they're down." Giannis is dribbling the ball down the court, dribbles it at the top of the key for a few seconds, and then it's like, okay, he can pass it, and then that guy can hit a brick, or he can drive and maybe get a foul and miss the free throws. Yeah. Alright, he beat the Knicks in five. Um, we were pretty dead wrong about this one, though. I think we all thought this game was going Hawks. seven. Hawks beat the Knicks. Or, sorry, did I say it? You said heat, but you heat. Heat. Hawks beat the Knicks, you're correct. In five. I, I think we all thought this series would be way more competitive than it was. I mean, Atlanta... Dominated them. Yeah, it's just Trey Young. Trey Young took the step that I really didn't know if he was going to be able to do. Oh my gosh, he like, looks incredible. He literally he really is, put on his Reggie Miller in the Garden. Yeah, no, that was that awesome. was awesome to see to have fans back to have them booing to have them really to actually uh, see like anger in the fans' eyes and, and to have him, just, in the last game he walks into the center of MSG the mecca of basketball, and bows to the entire crowd. It was what beautiful. A, beautiful. What and, is that, Shane? Oh, man, the, the Hawks are just awesome. And they have so... They, I underrated them so much going yeah. into this series. Like, I forgot how, like, legitimately talented John Collins is. Like, that man can jump through the freaking rafters. Yeah. He's, you know who my... I, I did not have this guy in my... Bodanovich or Bogdanovich? Bogdan Bogdanovich. Is a... Dud. That three that he hit in the um, the Sixers game when they were like trying to come back and just to force that shot, man, he's so good. He was the only one that is just calm and always you know level headed and always you know moving the ball and making good decisions. He's the good he's player. the type of he is every single team in the NBA would take him on their team and oh, he yeah. would he he'd be a fit on every single team in the exactly. NBA. He's that type of player. It's like him and like Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys, too. Like, those guys, like, every single GM would just be like, yeah, auto, uh, Let's uh, take him. Uh, automatically. And even guys like Trey Young, like, not, I, I mean, every team would love, but, like, he doesn't fit on every team, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. He's a perfect wingman to Trey Young, the guy who's oh. big, like, lengthy for, for a guard and also can play a little defense, but also can put the ball in the mm-hmm. hoop when you need him to. 
I honestly think the unsung hero for the Hawks is Nate McMillan. To come in, go 26-12 and 12 yeah. with a team you have no say over, didn't have huh. choose any of the players you got, you just got put in. And I also think the Hawks GM who made the trades, they had an incredible offseason. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks picking really good up right Clint now. Capella. Cape- that pick and roll with Capella is deadly. It's it's, it's it's he picked up right where he left off with Harden. That like him and Harden would run the same pick and rolls, and now Trey Young is running the same exact thing with with the Hawks. And I believe this is correct, but I'm pretty sure Bogdan was supposed to go to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah and that. Milwaukee leaked. That he was going there before, and the NBA canceled the trade. So yeah, something it wasn't like ever that. it wasn't ever signed. Like the Bogdan wasn't consulted about it, right? And then it leaked. Then he was like, "Wait, what the fuck? No, yeah. I'm not doing." I'm that. pretty sure you can't like leak news that, and the NBA like terminated any. Yeah, they, like something said you like cannot that. do it or yeah. something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is still a great season for the Knicks. Um, yeah. they were picked like. 13th in the East. I mean, no one had this season on their radar. Yeah. But honestly, like, this was the kind of series that I was afraid of, of them being, like, a really good regular season team because they try so hard on defense. Yeah. Where so many people, so many teams and players in the NBA just don't during the regular season. Yeah. And they give so much, like, they try so hard. I, th- I mean, Randall is really good. He had a great season, but... Like, I think if the Knicks really want to make a run, they need... I think Randall probably has to be your two. Oh, dude, no doubt about it. Yeah. The, the Knicks, the reason about the, what makes this season so good for the Knicks is... Stephen A. Smith said this, like... They made themselves a destination for a star to arrive there. For sure. They definitely built and formed a culture, but like, with Derrick Rose and, yeah. you know, Julius Randall. And even R.J. Barrett plays hard with, with intensity and stuff. Like... They, they're one stud away from being a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like if if they can like sign I, a free agent, like I think it sucks that the Clippers won because I think they might have been able to talk to Kawhi. That's fine. Yeah, like if if the Clippers lost first round, like Paul George or Kawhi would be moved. You know, Wait, and now that sucked because now they have a legitimate shot to go to the finals, and if that's happening, that's that's the thing about the NBA playoffs, man. Like, look at the the um, last year in the bubble, the. What, the Jazz got bounced early, and they came back with fire this year. Yeah. Like if you if you lose in the first round, you get fire put in you. But if you win, you get some fault like kind of some false hope going to the next yeah. season that you're going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Like like the Heat had false hope. They wouldn't put Tyler Hero in a trade right. for James Harden. Right. How's that looking now, Heat fans? Right. <laughs> I have a question because coming from Bothell, we have a little insight on what's going on with Zach Levine. And I've heard that, that he's pretty unhappy in Chicago. And Don't blame him. If there's not moves made this year, he will be out of Chicago, either forcing a trade or playing out his last year and getting a new contract with a different team. And I believe that's a pretty reliable source I can rely on. So <laughs> We don't have to leak our sources. I will not be. Um, I mean, New York would be a pretty sick place to play if you're Zach. And Zach needs to go to the Heat. To me, That'd be sick too. it seems like Zach is definitely a big market player. Like, yeah. I could, I think there's a few cities you could, I think LA's a city you could end up in. 
I think New York's a city. I think Florida. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, for sure. Both of them for sure. Dude, I mean, all right, let's talk. Um, yeah, Zach would be. I'd be. I'd love him on any of those teams. I think he's. He probably, should go to Portland. I'd be. should get rid of CJ. Uh, I. I don't know if he solves any other problems. Yeah, I don't think he's they pretty can similar. Score, yeah, but he can. CJ can CJ scores. not that's, score? That's, that's the point. CJ's I mean, is way better than CJ McCollum. They don't need a. They don't, don't need don't a ball know. dominant guard. They don't need two yeah. ball dominant guards that can't play defense. <laughs> All right, let's talk second round matchups. Yes, sir. Um, Suns Nuggets. We just Suns just won the fir- game one. They just finished up as we're recording this. Um. What do you guys think? Let's just see. We just go around and give, give quick thoughts or slash predictions. Let's do that for each series. Shane, go ahead. I got. Suns and five. Suns and five. Because they won game one, I'll give them Suns and five. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, I love the Nuggets, but I just I don't think their backcourt is gonna get it done. Yeah. Like the the backcourt of the of the, of the Suns is too smart, yep. and too. Just talented to, mm-hmm. to lose that series. I think it'll be six Suns and six because Jokic will pop off, and they got size on the Suns a little bit, so I think they'll win a couple games. Um, I'm taking Nuggets and six. Wow, why? I just don't think that the Suns can keep up with their offensive firepower. Okay, I think that <laughs> Shane doesn't like that. They're the number two offense like all year. No. So, and I just think the way that Michael Porter Jr. is playing in the playoffs with Luke or with Jokic, I I find it hard to. I think the Suns got pretty lucky getting out of the first round. But all in all, I think this is a pretty irrelevant. Uh, whoever wins the series is losing to whoever wins the other Western Conference game. Interesting. So I think if the Suns win, it's a different story. Than if the Nuggets win. Yeah, I'm gonna go Suns in six. I really like this the way that the Suns match up. I think I like Shane what Shane said about the backcourts. Um, I think Aiton is a good matchup for Jokic with how athletic Aiton is, and I think Porter Jr. like could be an X factor in this series. Like if the Nuggets were to win, it's because Porter Jr. goes off. But I really like the guys that Phoenix has to guard him. Like I think Bridges and Crowder are really good wing defenders, and yeah, I don't know. I I. I I mean, I said I said six as well because I similar to what Sam's saying like I think Jokic is just gonna have those games. Um, I think if if Murray's healthy, this is a way different series, okay. and I look very much differently on the Sun or on the Nuggets. But I don't know. I'm. I also I I the, the part Stewart that I see with what you said is that I don't know if the Suns should be here because I like I love the Suns like they're. Right now, my favorite team that's left in the playoffs, for sure to watch. The only problem I have with the Suns is that I, I like the Lake. As much as I hate the Lakers, they should have won that series. Like if Anthony Davis is healthy, I think the Lakers win that series. So that's my problem with the Suns. But I think, I think they they might be my pick right now to come out of the West. The thing the thing that I think about the Suns is they're the most in control team. Maybe besides the because of Chris Paul is Chris yeah. Paul has yeah. them on a short leash, bro. Like if that's a thing that he does to every team that he's on, like yeah. they're all like every team that Chris Paul is at the helm of, they're always 
confident that they're going to be at least close in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you have a, like, the thing with Chris Paul last year, like, he almost single-handedly beat the Rockets. But, like, right. he doesn't have to do that this year because he can pass it to Devin Booker. Like, yeah. that, that's why I picked him in five. It's just, like, I, I don't see, like, I love Michael Porter Jr. And I, he's a stud. Like, absolute, going to be a absolute stud. But I don't think he's, I don't know if he's capable of doing it for four games right. better than the Suns are doing it. That's just all I have. About, like, he's just a little bit inexperienced, and mm-hmm. this is where he's going to get those scars. Does anyone have the Bucks beating the Nets? No. Bucks in seven. No, no <laughs> chance. No chance. They're getting swept. They're getting... They're it's gonna four get, or five. They're right? going to get gentlemen Take, swept. They're going to get gentlemen swept. I think the... You think it's a clean sweep, Stuart? Clean sweep. After watching Giannis <laughs> in the first two games, there is no life to him. It's like... Well, I mean, gentlemen sweep. If, if Harden, if Harden's out, maybe they can find a way to squeak one in. Guys, the Celtics won one game. <laughs> hey, yeah. The, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying the Celtics won. Giannis one. has to have the Tatum game where I mean, Tatum went for fifty. Like yeah. Giannis is gonna have to have a similar game where he goes. Yeah. That's the only reason. That's the only way I can see them winning. Or if one. Chris Milton could put up a twenty-five bomb. He might need to have thirty. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Kyrie, setting the bar at twenty-five first. Let's see if he can that. Kyrie might take a day off. That's true. They. I mean, even if Kyrie takes a day off, they still they might. still have Kevin Durant who can go for fifty. Um, yeah, it's I think it's four or five, and I I'd be shocked if it goes to yeah, six. We don't have to talk about nope. that anymore. Philly Atlanta, I, I was shocked game one because I, I was shocked that Embiid played, and I was shocked at how well Atlanta played. It all comes down to game two. If Atlanta is able to. Win game two, wrap the series up. But if Philly can take if Atlanta, game two and go 1-1, one, one, then I'm taking Philly in six. Me and Stu were watching the end of the... We watched the Hawks game, and when it got to the end of it, when they started full-court pressing and doubling and trapping and actually going really hard on defense, you, you began to realize, what, and I think they began to realize how they can really dominate the Hawks. Yeah. They closed the gap, and it was like a 20-point game, and they closed the gap yeah, fast. Yeah, they did. Just, so once they kind of realized that, okay, we can kind of dominate these guys. Physically. I, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's going to be very close for the rest of the series. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that the Hawks are a better basketball team than the Sixers because they just flat-out aren't. Like, right. Seth Curry, Danny Green, like, knock-down three-point shooters. You got Tobias Harris, you know, probably – second, third tier, you know, guy in the league, probably third tier. And Joel Embiid, who probably would have the MVP this year if it wasn't for his injury. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I I think that they just – Doc Rivers always has those those games in the series that he just doesn't make his coaching adjustments early enough, and I think that they're going to go back to the drawing board and manhandle the Hawks like like Sam said. I just think everyone thinks Doc Rivers is the man. But I'm not telling you he's the man. I'm, just, I'm not telling you he's the man. I'm just telling you he's better than Doc. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think this game two is definitely a big one. I don't think if the Hawks win, I don't think it's over necessarily. The Clippers showed us that, but yeah. But I think it'd be hard. Philly would have to... Because 
that that that's the thing that like if the Hawks win game two, then that means whatever Philly thought they needed to adjust it didn't work. So that's why I'd have concern with Philly. I would be concerned right. if they lost game two. If the Hawks win game two, they better have some security for Trey Young. The Hawks he ain't getting he ain't he ain't getting out of Philly. I'd be shocked if they win. The Hawks are winning game two. That's what we need to get past. Yeah, the Hawks are winning game. This is gonna be. I mean, twenty four hours we'll know, and they're not. (laughs) They're not. It'd be crazy. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Um, Yeah, I. Embiid's health like was a concern, but I, I didn't think he looked anything like he had. What did he have? Thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look. I don't know. I think this the Sixers wear out the Hawks in this in this series. They're gonna trap. Trey Young, right until he cries, and he had a and really really good they're game. They're gonna force game one. the bench to hit those threes yeah. that Trey usually hits. I would be very surprised if Thibault doesn't play Trey Young seventy five percent. I was game. that was another weird thing is that like I think Thibault needs to play. It's more. It was game one, and their matchups were very funky on how they decided to guard Trey Young, which, yeah, saying, which allowed him to get twenty four in the first half. Were you saying, Shane? Yeah, like I, Thibault is such a weird one, man. Like, right. Especially with Simmons too. Like you have to like stagger them. Mm-hmm. Like I said this last time, you have to stagger them because they're both pretty much zeros on offense. I could just say they're yeah. like the same. But Thibault's better than Simmons on offense. I would say. No. no. Sam, I would say. Ben Simmons is the like one of the best transition offensive players in the league. Okay. And that is a transition like, passer. Yeah. And driver and cutter. We forget he's six ten and fast and Yeah, but I think what? I'm the only one offense. who believes in Ben Simmons in this freaking room. I, I, I'm I'm way higher on Simmons than these two. Oh my god, it's just oh, the I think slander. The slander. But he's just not gonna do- there's no slander. <laughs> you tell me Matisse Thibault is better than him in offense. That's slander. Are you, you can't telling me that Ben Simmons is good at offense? With a point guard yes. that can't score 10 he's points. One of the best point he's not a good scorer. Or shooter. He's not a good shooter, shooter but he's great at offense. I think that's a lot of offense. Yeah, he could pass. We <laughs> got some tunnel vision <laughs> basketball fans out here. Man hit one three-pointer. We got some tunnel in vision. In like his third season. There's I, a couple big key factors in a good offensive player, and you got to hit. Uh, free throws, and you got to do more than pass. You cannot be irrelevant at scoring. Yeah, as he can st- score. As yeah, a star. he can hit some layups and some some good shit. But I don't. I, He's six ten. What happened to when forwards don't shoot, man? Like He's a point guard. Yeah, but like he he's plays, a point forward. He's he a plays point guard. I know, but he doesn't. And he do runs the shit. offense. I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. Right? You guys are just <laughs> pissing me off. I I'm taking Philly in six and. Yeah, I, the game two is huge. Maybe even five. I would. That'd be crazy. That'd be good. if they win in five. That would be not good for the Nets. But if they win in I don't six, think the Nets are worried <laughs> at all. That's the problem. Is I don't think they're worried either. About I I was I really wanted I really when we did this pod whatever two weeks ago was it now two or three weeks yeah, ago yeah previewing I was really high on Philly. Yeah, no, and I don't even. I I'm just not. That's I, just one I, game. I feel like everyone always overreacts to the first game of of a legit series, and I think I, I, it's not even so much Philly. It's how dominant Brooklyn is. I mean, that's what worries. They didn't me. even have to yeah. play Katie or Kyrie. They played less than thirty minutes both. 
this game. Like, <laughs> yeah, no Harden didn't play at all. Like that's they're literally just, like, just resting. Damn, dude. They just rest. They go and have shoot arounds and beat a yeah. team by forty. Yeah. All right, Clippers Jazz last series. Um, Should be fun. This is I am going to take the Utah Jazz in six games. I think we're getting. I think we are getting the resurgence of pandemic P. <sighs> And <laughs> he's the only I, was like, I, I just definitely <laughs> do not think that the offensive firepower that they're gonna have, that they're gonna press the Clippers with can be matched. I've seen it done in both Kawhi and Paul George, but Kawhi will not be enough to win this for them. Yeah, I mean I I the problem with the like the Clippers could barely stop Luca when Dallas had one option. Like, Dallas had one guy that you need to stop. Mm. Utah has way two more six than men. just... Yeah. Two six-men. They, they have way more than, than one. So that's... I I think... Dude, I like Jazz Suns would be great. Yeah, I, I like Jazz in probably... I, I, I'll go six. I have the Jazz... Wow. Go, I have the Jazz winning the West. Really? Yeah. I can see that. You have the Clippers, Shane? Man. They... Man, I have a really, really hard time. I've watched a lot of playoff basketball in my life, and it usually boils down to who has the best player on the floor. And yeah. that that's just how it works in yeah. fourth quarter basketball and playoff games. And if the Clippers can stay competitive in the first three quarters, like Kawhi, like what I saw Kawhi do the last two games of that series against the Mavs, completely flipped a switch. Like if he didn't do that and show me that, like I don't know, man. Then the the way different defense. I have a question. That's now. the thing. I think the Jazz play way better defense, though, than way than different. The, the they got a guy named Rudy Gobert sitting in the paint. The Mavs without Luka Doncic, did they beat the Pistons? Well, maybe. Whoa. Like maybe. Uh, that's how bad I think they are without Luka. Yeah, and I, and yet I they just, went to Game Seven with the Clippers. I think we're gonna have a couple Kawhi games. I just don't know. I don't know if it's enough, but I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, the with, uh, the thing that. about. Um, Another thing that I'll say of why I'm leaning toward the Clippers is the Jazz have hinged on their success this year on the three ball. And in the playoffs, teams that hinge their success on the three ball don't normally win. But if they can hit them, and Donovan Mitchell can, you know, be... Yeah. That's not necessarily true. Warriors won three championships. Like well, but they didn't, so they didn't hinge on the three ball. They hinged on ball movement and the cutting that ball. opened up the three ball. They the the Jazz like literally in volume have shot the most threes out of any team. And they've also historically. had a bunch of records. For right, no, and Sam, I'm not discrediting them for that. I'm just saying I'm worried that that might not occur in the playoffs because of right. the defensive intensity of the Clippers. Yeah, of the, their wings. The other thing is their defense is insane too. They're not just good at offense. Rudy Gobert is nuts. Defense. I don't know how good Joe Ingles is at defense. Donovan Mitchell will average 28 points a game in this series. He has to for them to win. He has to. Yeah, but in, in, in Kawhi needs to have... Oh, he needs to average 33. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi needs to... In, if, if playoff P shows up... It's then, over. Then like, we're over. Paul George it's... needs to have twenty-two to twenty-five. Again. Yeah, no. this even. I, I, I think if, if if the Clippers lose this and it's and Paul George doesn't show up, they they still should take like they still should take a look at trading him. Nothing. Because I I this team when when they assembled 
this team with Kawhi and Paul George, it was supposed to be a championship. Kawhi Leonard drove down the strip of L.A. with a crown around his windshield. He's the king right dangling. now. Dangling. The king. Oh, the king. He's yeah, the king right yeah. now, bro. He ain't no king. <laughs> He's the king of what? L.A. right now. This no, is he LA. is not. Where's the, t- where the lake show? Where's um, the lake show? Kissing their championship ring they got last year. Yeah. I'm going to take... I'm going to take um, Utah in, in six. Yeah, me too. Clips in seven. Clips in seven. Best player in the fucking series, Kawhi Leonard. All right, that's first. fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, really quickly, updated finals prediction. Utah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn winning in five. I'm going to go Brooklyn, Phoenix, Brooklyn, five. <laughs> I think I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> Dude, uh, it's so hard. I, Go with your Clippers, Shane. I have no. I like the. I, I think the Suns beat the Clippers, and no, really? Yeah, I do. The Suns are the best team in the West. What do you say? You, well, I, I, you said, you said I think whoever gets out of the Jazz Clippers is going to the Western really? Conference. Okay. Uh, so you'd go... i go... Phoenix, Brooklyn. Yeah, Phoenix, Brooklyn. <laughs> if it's Phoenix, Brooklyn, that's a get your brooms out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no shit. It's anyone anyone in the West against Brooklyn is going to be a... Nah, Utah could put up a good fight, I think. I did not know you were high, this high in Utah, Stuart. I just think they're so well spread out. Like, they have so much scoring coming off their bench. They have been one of the... They've, they've been special this year, I think. Their offense and they're different than a lot of other teams. Yeah. Their wing defenders do scare me a little bit. <laughs> All right, we will um, we'll reconvene after the next after this round, and we'll have conference finals to talk about. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff, boys. On, Jack. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for thanks for thanks for doing this. We'll we'll do it again soon. All right.